Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. I believe that right now is it is pivotal that with everything that is going on, we need the gift of discernment with all the voices, not just in the church, but in the news media, all the different political arguments, all the debates going on right now. If there has ever been a time for us to pursue the discerning or the distinguishing of spirits gifts, it's right now. We need spiritual believers to rise up and understand that we are not fighting in the natural realm. As you guys know, we have been teaching on spiritual warfare. We've been talking about the spiritual realm because so many people and believers live their life in the natural realm and and wonder why there's nothing changing in our lives. But you have to understand that before anything changes in the natural, it has to change in the spiritual realm. The natural realm is only a mirror to the spiritual realm. Everything that we're seeing right now with the rioting and the looting and the protesting and the stuff going on in the government, the stuff going on in the White House and the coronavirus and everything I could go on with sex trafficking and all the inhumane things and abortion and the divorce rates and I can go on and on are result of spirits okay we're not battling these in the natural that's why people think well if we just get a new president then abortion will happen if we get a new this yes that to an extent they can change natural but understand that abortion is a demonic spirit and we have to win it in the spirit voting in a new person is not going to solve supernatural issues it is the job come on somebody needs to help me preach up in here it is the job of the church to break things in the spirit it is the the job of the intercessors to get on the wall. The intercessors in America have gotten off the wall and the enemy has raged in all out assault in the spirit. If you say, Isaiah, why are you preaching so much about spiritual things? Well, number one, we're spiritual beings. Number two, God is in the spirit. Number three, people are ill-equipped right now spiritually to deal with what we're seeing happening in America. And God is giving me wisdom, revelation, and strategy to begin to raise up the end time church to begin to fight in the spirit. You have to understand that we have to learn that we're here to train up our spirit man and begin to invest in our spirit man when we do these streams you are investing when you sit and listen you are investing in your spirit man because you're saying I don't just want to watch the battle I want to be engaged in the battle see one of the problems that we have right now in the body of Christ is there's so many believers that would rather sit on the sidelines than to be on the front lines there's so many believers that don't want to go into new territory This was the problem that Moses had with Reuben, Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh. But they were getting ready to cross into the Jordan, into new territory. The Jordan representing the barrier from the natural into the spiritual. And they said, we don't want to go into new places. We are comfortable where we are. Some of you right now listening, you're comfortable in your dead religion. You're comfortable not praying in the spirit. You're comfortable not driving out demons. You're comfortable not seeing in the spirit. It's not comfortable to see in the spirit, but God is wanting to open up your spiritual eyes. God is wanting to release the discerning of spirits gift so that you'll be able to see what is going on in the spiritual realm. You'll be able to identify what is going on in the spiritual realm. Now, these people are saying, don't take us over. Now, I know there's some of you saying, Isaiah, don't take me into all this. I don't want to learn about deliverance. I don't want to learn about seeing in the spirit. I don't want to learn about my five spiritual senses. I don't want to learn about what the Bible says. And like I said, I'm going to give you supporting verses for everything I talk about because a lot of this 
you've never heard before, but you got to understand that the warfare takes place in the spirit. And if you don't want to go into new territory, I don't know about you. Come on, somebody help me. I'm tired of being the same. I'm tired of the same dry, stale religion. When are you going to get tired of the same dead, dull religion you've been living for years? When are you going to get tired of being idle and inactive in the things of God and saying, it is time for me to get trained up and begin to learn how to fight the forces that are coming against me. There is a great spiritual battle. And I'm going to tell you tonight, as I get started, what Moses told the people, are you just going to sit there while your brothers and sisters fight? Or are you going to be willing to get on the front lines? And the question, I guess I'm trying to ask every lukewarm, passive, indifferent, mediocre, pew warming Christian tonight is you, are you just going to sit there while your brothers go to war? Are you just going to sit there while everybody else fights the battles that you're called to fight. I love praying for you. I love all the prayer requests. I love all the messages. But there comes a time where you say, I need to learn how to pray and fight on my own. I don't need to wait on a pastor all the time to anoint me. I got the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I don't need the pastor all the time to lead me into prayer when I can climb the mountain. I don't know about you, but I feel the Holy Ghost saying, it's time to stop circling around the mountain. And it's time for somebody to go up the mountain and encounter the presence of God. Well, I need a priest to bless me. I need brother Isaiah to bless me and lay hands on me. No, you don't. You have direct access into heavenly places and it's time to stop sitting around. 90% of the church is spectating and then the other 10% is fighting. How are you? How long are you going to sit there and fade away living on life support in the church? How long are you going to sit back and not be involved with the prayer, not be involved with fasting, not be involved in getting in the word of God. It's time for us to begin to get trained up in the spirit. You got to understand the devil's launching strategies against the church right now. And if the church is not ready, we will not be able to go against the strategies. One of the main strategies that demons are launching right now is to entice the body of Christ. The devil whispers in your ear and says, just watch this. Just do this. Just go there. It will be fine. Nobody will know. And the devil and the demons come and they entice one of the devil's greatest strategies is to entice you and is to tempt you to doing things that you know willfully violate the word of God. Let me explain to you why a lot of you can't see in the spirit. Let me explain to you why a lot of people don't have the distinguishing of spirits gift, which I'm going to talk about is, is actually seeing in the spirit realm is because we've allowed sin and compromise and shame to actually shut our spiritual eyes. And later I'm going to talk about how lust shuts the eyes in the spirit. But you have to understand the enemy comes and entices and tries to assure us that there is no penalty for our sin tries to assure us that there's no cost associated to our bad decisions. The devil comes and entices us to go against the will and the word of God. Understand that any voice is a person. If you've heard a voice, okay, it's a person. You have to understand every voice is a person. And the voice telling you and enticing you is the voice of a demon. But because we don't know how to discern spirits, we don't recognize the voice of demons. We don't recognize the voice of the enemy. And so oftentimes we yield 
to the voice of the enemy and we resist the voice of God. If you resist, if you yield to that voice, you open yourself up to the enemy coming in and beginning to break down your defenses. See, what the enemy does is he breaks down your conscience and, you're, and now guilt and condemnation come in. That's why Paul said that people have deliberately violated their conscience and in return they have shipwrecked their faith. See, the only way that you get your faith shipwrecked, come on, help me Holy Ghost tonight, is it starts out, everybody share by being enticed. Their conscience gets violated when the enemy entices you to do what you should not be doing. But I'm telling somebody, it's time to stop giving in to the enticements of Satan because you got to know the Holy Spirit will never entice you to sin. He will never entice you to do wrong. You have to start recognizing the Holy Spirit's voice and the voice of the enemy. And that's why discerning spirits is so important. You have to recognize when that demonic voice comes, this is a demon trying to tempt me and I'm not going to give in what God has already given me power over. I'm not going to give in what I have the power to resist. James 4, 7. What does it say? Come on, somebody type it. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. A lot of you, the devil's not leaving you alone because you keep obeying and listening to him. The only way the devil will flee from you if you resist him. And sitting up on your phone, looking at dirty pictures and listening to dirty music and watching dirty movies and just living your life in complete compromise outside the will of God is not resisting the enemy. Some of you are not resisting him. You're sleeping with him. You're inviting him over to sleep in your bed spiritually and you're allowing the enemy to come ravage you in the spirit realm. And I'm telling you, God says, I'm going to release discernment on you so that you can begin to see what is going on in the spirit realm. Discernment is an antenna for the believer to understand what is happening in the spiritual realm. Now, the discerning of spirits is a majorly powerful gift in deliverance because oftentimes you could distinguish a demonic spirit, what the spirit's name is, what the spirit's function is without the spirit even talking, and you can save yourself a lot of time. Now, understand Paul wanted so bad to teach the church spiritual things, but he couldn't teach them because he said, you're too carnal to understand the spiritual things that I'm trying to teach you. The only way tonight we're going to truly learn about the gift of discernment and receive the gift of discernment, be born again and be able to see in the spirit realm as if we understand that we cannot be carnal beings. That's why Paul said to the church in Corinth, um, in 1 Corinthians 2.13, he says, this is what we speak, not in words. Oh, somebody needs to help me preach up in this place. He said, this is what we speak, not in words that are taught by human wisdom. So here Paul's identifying, listen, we're not teaching you words that are in human wisdom or human revelation or words that affect the human realm, or I'm going to talk about four realms later, but the natural realm. But Paul says this, we're not telling you words taught by human wisdom, but we're teaching you in words taught by the spirit. Listen to Paul, because some of y'all are just religious up in here, but we're teaching you words taught by the spirit that are explaining. This is in first Corinthians two thirteen. Paul says that are explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. Here's what what Paul is saying. Paul is saying we are not talking about natural discernment. We're not talking about somebody walking into the church dressed improper and saying, oh, that's Jezebel. That's natural. We're not talking about natural discernment. We're not talking about when you see somebody doing something bad and you say, I just don't really like that person because I saw them do something bad. We're talking about spiritual. Everything I'm going to share with you tonight is spiritual. This is not natural. This is not normal. This is not regular. We're not trying to understand this with human wisdom. We're not trying to understand this with intellect. 
you need to take off your mind, put on the mind of Christ, uh, and realize that God is a God in spirit. And Paul says, I'm teaching you spiritual things. He told the church, I long to teach you about the spiritual realm, but you're too carnal to understand. But thank God tonight. Come on, share this. We just hit 700 people. Thank God tonight that we have believers that are not carnal, that understand that the gifts of the spirit are spiritual. And the Bible says to pursue spiritual gifts. Let me say that again. The Bible does not say wait around until a man of God lays hands on you and releases spiritual gifts over you. The Bible says that you need to actually pursue the gifts of the spirit. So that means right now, all 705 of you listening right now, you need to say, Lord, before I even get started on this, I want to pursue the spiritual gifts. I'm stingy. I want all the spiritual gifts. Lord, I want the gift of prophecy. I want the word of knowledge. I want the gift of hospitality. I want to speak in other tongues. I want to distinguish spirits. I want the gift of miracles. God, I want them. They might not want them at the church down the corner. They might not want them on the church down the road. They might think it's just happenstance or coincidence, but understand coincidence is God's divine order. And the Lord says, you're not here by chance. Don't log off tonight. Stay with me the whole time. But the Lord says tonight, I'm going to train you and equip you how to see in the spiritual realm. Let me warn you that after this teaching or this preaching, whatever you want to call it, some tell it, some yell it, understand that many of you eyes will get open in the spiritual realm. I'm going to share with you when my eyes got open in the spiritual realm, and I'll tell you it is overwhelming. I'll tell you it is tiring. I'll tell you it is sometimes scary. So if you're not into that, okay, this would be a good time to just be a carnal believer and click off. But if you say, you know what? I've never heard about this. I've never, listen, I've been preaching for 10 years. I've been in uh, almost every state. I've preached almost every weekend, traveling all over. I've preached thousands of messages, thousands of churches, thousands of sermons, and I don't know if I've ever heard a message on the discerning of spirits. I don't know if I've ever heard a message on how to see in the spiritual realm, but I'm telling you, God is going to begin to train us how to activate in the spiritual gifts. Now, the way that you activate or you tap into spiritual gifts is the same way that you turn on a light switch. Understand that when you turn on the gift of discerning of spirit. You activate it by faith. Okay. Faith is not waiting around until God does it. It's you by faith saying, I'm going to activate this gift. How many know that when you begin to prophesy, okay, you don't just prophesy when the spirit comes on you and you close your eyes and the Holy Spirit takes over and you prophesy. You actually have to open up your mouth and speak the words that God gives you. And the same way the gift of discernment or seeing in the spirit works is you have to turn it on by faith. It's the same way that we're speaking in tongues. How many know right now I'm praying in English or I'm, I'm sorry, I'm speaking in English and in one moment I could go from speaking in English to speaking in tongues by the gift of faith. Some of you say, well, brother, I don't understand. How do you turn on the switch of faith or the switch of the gifts of the spirit? It's the same way you start speaking in tongues. You just do it. That's how you do it. When you're praying, when you're doing it and you want to release that gift or activate that gift, you have to by faith understand that God has given me that gift and I'm going to activate in it. And later I'm going to show you that Paul all prayed that everybody would have spiritual eyes. Everybody has spiritual eyes. And the question is, will you open up your spiritual eyes? Now, let me share with you. When I got saved in 2011, the way that I learned about this gift was I got the gift. I'll never forget. I got radically saved. Some of you heard my story. I was an atheist and God removed all this dirt out of my eyes at the altar. I had a radical encounter. I didn't sleep for three days. I didn't eat for two weeks. I literally lost my mind and got the mind of Christ. Well, when I got saved, I stayed up all night long. The night after I got saved, it was a Thursday morning. I got saved on Wednesday night and I had to go to my college class and I'll never forget going to my college class and mind you on Tuesday was my same class okay 
Tuesday, I'm an atheist and I'm walking around campus all fine. Everything's good. I'm seeing my friends. I'm seeing my professors. I was a complete nerd. I was a complete uh, teacher's pet. Okay, straight A student. I was I was the guy that was first um, at every class and last at every class. And I remember walking around, meeting my friends, me, you know, talking to everybody. And now I get saved on Wednesday. This is good preaching right here. Somebody need to be taking notes. And now on Thursday, I'm back on the same college campus, but this time I'm not seeing what everybody else is seeing. This time it's not just my normal friends or the normal cafeteria this time I'm seeing demons over people's heads this time I'm seeing angels fighting demons over my campus this time I'm in my class hearing people's thoughts not knowing the gift the word of knowledge gift which we'll do another teaching on not knowing that was the word of knowledge gift God has given me everywhere I'm going I'm seeing angels and demons I'm coming home I'm seeing demons over family members I'm seeing angels when I go to the grocery store literally you can ask my family they're up in the chat come on church where are you at my sister who invited me to church that night is in the chat right now everywhere I was going at the grocery store at the gym I was seeing angels and demons I was literally seeing demons over people okay it got so overwhelming when God opened up that turned on that light switch and released the gift on me that I literally prayed Lord turn this off look my sister's right there she said yep it's true okay this is all true stuff y'all you ask any of my family this and so I prayed one day I said Lord I can't sleep I can't eat I'm overwhelmed would you please teach me how to manage the gift and then all of a sudden the gift was gone. I couldn't see anymore. I couldn't experience it. But then the Lord began to teach me how to actually turn on the gift when I'm ministering, how to actually use the gift when I'm doing deliverance. And so no longer was it just, you know, me recklessly seeing demons and angels, but now the Lord began to target certain spirits and begin to show me how to actually use the gift. Let me tell you that God can do the same thing he did with me, with you. And oftentimes, even to this day, as I'm ministering at the altar, I will see demons over people's heads. Sometimes I'll see names over people's heads okay sometimes I'll see um, like angelic presences or lights now when I say all this please do not think I'm talking about in the natural realm please I, I got to get you to understand this I'm not talking about seeing an angel or a demon in the natural realm although there is manifestations of angels which I'll talk about later that can manifest in the natural realm I'm talking about seeing demons and angels in the spirit realm in your spirit's eye remember we're not talking about your natural eyes tonight we're talking about your spiritual eyes and I'm going to go into more greater detail on this but understand the gift got opened up now many times when God gives somebody the gift I've heard it over and over come on we just broke 800 share the stream when God lets you see into the spirit realm many people will say they got overwhelmed in the beginning but then the Lord began to teach them how to turn it off and turn it on so we need to learn how to manage the gifts of the spirit so we don't lose our minds and go crazy because it will drive you crazy at times seeing demons or seeing angels I would remember demons would come and look through my window when I first got saved I would literally wake up in the middle of the night and I could see demons looking through my window they'd be lined up on my windowsill some of you if you used to listen to me preach in 2011 I've shared these stories about how I would see demons in my room. They'd be in the corner. They'd be in the windows. We'd do deliverances and we'd cast demons out and we'd see them going around and floating around and people would come in and I could immediately begin to call out the demons on the people. This is the distinguishing of spirits. Now understand something. There's no, oh, this is good preaching. Somebody, I hope somebody's taking notes. Come on, type one if you're taking notes. There's no such thing as the gift of seeing in the spirit or the gift of eyesight or the gift or the ability to see in the spirit, okay? There's no gift in the Bible that says, uh, 
the gift of seeing in the spirit or the gift of seeing it's all the discerning of spirits gift so seeing in the spirit is the discerning of spirits gift feeling in the spirit is the discerning of spirits gift smelling things in the spirit which i'm going to give you plenty of verses you're like smelling things is the gift of the discerning of spirits touching things in the spirit realm is the gift okay so don't get mistaken if you're just jumping on when we're talking about seeing in the spirit there's no gift to see in the spirit it's the discerning of spirits gift it's a supernatural gift not a natural gift okay now i want to say this clearly as we start you know we're 20 minutes in i'm sorry we're 35 minutes in but let's just pretend we're just starting okay the gift is not natural discernment when you see something on somebody and you say oh that person's a jezebel because they're wearing a low-cut shirt that is not the gift of discernment okay when you see a guy that you know has stolen from somebody before or he has a bad record or a background and you say oh i really just don't trust that guy i just sent something that's not the gift of discernment the gift of discernment is when you discern the spirit realm okay it's not fault finding we're not here to call people sin out with the gift of discernment it's the gift that's able to not judge people outwardly but judge people spiritually that's what the gift of discernment does it's the ability or the uh, power to distinguish or discern what source of influence someone is speaking in whether it's demonic whether it's their flesh slash their soul or whether it's the holy spirit those are the three main realms the spirit realm the demonic realm and the flesh or the soul realm so the gift of the discerning of spirits gives you the ability to be able to discern what spirit it's coming from in acts 5 3 the bible says that paul discerned that ananias was being i'm sorry peter discerned that ananias was being deceptive and lying and he said how is it that satan has filled your heart that you have lied to the holy spirit understand that peter was able to tell that ananias was lying not because he saw the fruit in the natural but because he had the gift of discernment and he was able to see in the spirit that ananias was being deceptive and being led by a demonic spirit peter said this how is it satan has filled your heart wait a minute peter how do you know satan has filled his heart because peter had the gift of discernment and he discerned a demonic spirit was working through ananias okay and that's for all of you that are like oh demons can't work through christians we're already full of the holy ghost and saved show me that in the bible i just showed you acts 5 3 the devil was working through ananias a spirit-filled believer so the gift was um will help you with people that you'd wrongly trust or with wrong motives or wrong intentions we've had people in our own ministry or around this where we just don't feel right or something is off and this is one of the ways the gift will function it will help you trust the right people and not trust the wrong people peter understood no no it was peter in acts 5 3 not paul peter understood that ananias had a demonic spirit working through him and was able to distinguish that i'm not going to work with you or trust you let me just prophesy over somebody there are people in your ministry there are people in your life that have ill intentions and after receiving this gift don't be surprised if the lord begins to reveal you they have demonic spirits functioning are working through their life let me tell you a lot of people that are are being fun are being controlled by demonic spirits or demonic spirits are functioning through them to destroy marriages to destroy ministries to destroy families there will be a playback and it'll be on youtube yes understand that they don't realize they're being controlled by demonic spirits it's called deception so oftentimes if you see somebody commit adultery or you see someone destroy a marriage the person that's getting you know committing adultery the person that they're cheating on their wife with oftentimes they feel innocent they feel like they did nothing wrong because they're 
there was a demonic spirit using them to destroy something. And when you have the gift of discernment, you can literally listen to me. I've been after meetings, preaching. Let me just give you an example. And people come up to me, pastors and leaders, and they're like, hey, brother, I want you to come preach at my church. Or, hey, brother, I want you to come do something with me. And the moment I meet them, I'm able to discern their spirit and discern if there's something wrong or corrupt with them. I've been in churches where the pastor's in corruption and sexual sin, and I'll come to find that out a month later when they get exposed. And there's been times where I'm with them and they have, I feel like they have the anointing and they preach the fire of God and they preach the word of God and they have a, an awesome on the outside. Everything looks good. But the Holy Spirit, when I get to my hotel, will say there's something wrong about them. There's a spirit of lust, a spirit of adultery, a spirit of compromise working. And then me and my uncle will no longer work with those people or work with those churches. How did I know that? Not because I saw anything in the natural realm, but because the gift of discernment was able to distinguish what spirit was leading that person, whether it be a demonic spirit, the human flesh, or the Holy Spirit, okay? In Acts 16, Paul discerned with the gift of discernment, Acts 16, a demonic spirit. The Bible says for days, Paul was being followed around. There was a little girl that was basically following Paul around saying, these are men of God and they're speaking about God and speaking about the way. Understand that this little girl was saying everything right. She wasn't saying anything negative. She's literally following Paul saying, hey, everybody, these men are preaching the way. Hey, everybody, these men are servants of almighty God. Now, nobody would rebuke this girl. Nobody thought anything of it. She's a cute little innocent girl. There's, she's not doing anything wrong but you have to understand everything she said was right man this is good preaching tonight but Paul discerned that she was motivated shared this by a demonic spirit understand that sometimes people will follow you and say the right things oh somebody knows exactly what I'm preaching right now let me know if you hear me tonight but they're still motivated by a demonic spirit she's following Paul and she's complimenting Paul and she's uh, validating Paul yet Paul understood because of discernment not natural remember there's there's nothing in the natural that would tell Paul this girl had a demon spirit, but Paul discerned there was a demonic spirit. And here's Paul's response to this cute little girl. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And the Bible says at that moment, the spirit left her. And everybody, imagine this, everybody stops and says, Paul, what in tarnation is wrong with you? Yes, I'm sure they probably use the word tarnation. What in tarnation is wrong with you, Paul? There is this cute little girl that's going to all your gatherings, all your services. She's your number one fan. She's validating you. She's complimenting you. She's saying that you're a servant of the most high God and you're godly and all this stuff. But then Paul all of a sudden discerns the spirit and realizes that the gift doesn't discern actions, but the gift of discernment recognizes the reasons behind the actions and the spirits that's motivating their behavior let me say that again the gift of discernment does not discern actions it discerns the spirit behind the actions and Paul goes you guys don't understand that's actually a demon that's inside of her and because you guys don't have discernment I'll be able to distinguish that word discern and distinguish is the same thing to be able to understand it's a demonic spirit De demonic discerning of spirits does not have to manifest itself if you can blatantly blatantly discern what you're dealing with okay let me say it again discerning of spirits does not have to manifest if it's blatant what you're dealing with but understand in this specific part of act 16 it was not blatant what paul was dealing with paul had to use supernatural gifting and wisdom and revelation and knowledge to understand that this was being demonized and this was confusing people and this girl they thought was a servant of god was actually a servant of the devil understand that she was saying positive things but it was coming from the wrong place occurring at the wrong time and bring attention 
attention to herself rather than God. Oftentimes, demonic spirits will mask themselves as being good, but really all they want to do is bring the attention off of God and onto the person. You got to understand this. Demonic spirits oftentimes look good and they act good in services, but the main goal is to get the attention off of God and onto the person. Now, I'm not going to go into this because I'll offend way too many of you because there's a lot of weird stuff happening at your church and I just want to be careful here, but there's a lot of you that there's a lot of weird manifestations at your church. Your pastor's trying to preach. People are laughing. People are rolling. People are doing all this stuff and it's taking the attention off of God, off of the word of God and onto them. That is a demonic spirit. Remember, Paul rebuked a girl in the book of Acts, not because what she said was wrong, not because it wasn't fruitful, but because it was the wrong thing at the wrong time, bringing attention to the wrong realm. It was taking attention off of what Paul was doing and bringing attention onto the girl. And Paul immediately turns around Paul says, I don't care what your parents are going to say. I don't care what the people are going to say. I don't care what they're going to justify. Paul says, I'm rebuking this demon out of you because nobody around has discernment. I'm telling you right now, if there is one thing lacking, Isaiah, what's the one gift that is lacking in the body of Christ? And I'm telling you, I'm not trying to brag and give you my resume. I'm letting you know I have the authority to say this. It is discernment. This is the number one thing lacking. I've gone into churches where the altars, they're making animal noises. I've heard people squawk like a bird. I've seen people in the, I've seen people, one of the largest churches in the country slithering like snakes. And the pastor literally told me, oh yeah, this is a manifestation that had been happening in our church. People are slithering like snakes. And they, they thought it was the Holy spirit. I said, there's only one snake in the Bible. It's in Genesis. It's the devil. And the same person that was slithering got delivered that night. That's a true story from a mega church. I'm telling you, we don't have discernment in the body of Christ. We are letting preachers come in that are living ungodly, that are sleeping around, that are drinking around, that are fornicating and embezzling and they get up on stage and because the church doesn't have spiritual discernment we say well they preach good and it sounds like the truth but there's a demonic spirit working through them and infiltrating them and understand that when you're sitting under worship leaders that are in adultery and fornication and pornography you're sitting under pastors that are in compromise and things that are demonic watching horror movies and drinking in their home and doing all this demonic stuff and you're opening yourself up to that spirit whenever you listen to a man or a woman of God come on everybody share this we just hit 900 people. You're opening yourself up to the spirit that you are listening to. This is why we have to be careful because this is what happened. Paul discerned the spirit and then Paul acted on it. You didn't just sit around and go, oh, well, we're just going to let God work in her and we're just going to wait. He cast the demon out that was possessing the young lady. We need to act on our discernment. Don't let discernment linger. If God gives you a discernment that somebody's working with a demonic spirit or somebody's being influenced by a demonic power and they're in your leadership and they're in your church and members come to you and say, oh, you won't believe this about the worship leader. And they start telling you, and you're the senior pastor. You don't sit around and say, well, that person's been in my church a long time and they're very gifted and we don't have any other worship leaders if they leave. No, you do what Paul did and say, I'm going to act on this and I'm going to get this person out of here. That's why in 2 Kings 6, 17, there's a king trying to kill Elisha and Elisha and his servants wake up in the morning. They're surrounded by chariots and Elisha tells his servant, there's more for us on our side than on their side. And the servant goes, Elisha, you're nuts. What are you talking about? We're surrounded by soldiers. We're about to die. And then all of a sudden, what does Elisha pray? Elisha prays that God would open up his servant uh, servant's eyes so that he could realize there's a battle going on in the unseen realm, not in the natural realm. So Elisha prayed. Now, I want you to see something. When Elisha prayed, oh, this is good preaching. I felt the Holy Ghost. When Elisha prayed for the servant, he did not pray, God, give him spiritual eyes. Stay with me now. Why did Elisha 
should not pray God give him spiritual eyes because Elisha understood everybody has spiritual eyes we just don't have them open so Elisha prayed in 2nd Kings 6 17 Elisha said Lord would you open up his eyes why did he not pray to give him eyes because he already understood that we all have spiritual eyes write this down everybody has spiritual eyes every every believer has spiritual eyes there's just most but most believers don't have them open so everybody has the ability and has the eyes we're not praying for eyes we're not saying lord give us spiritual eyes where we don't have any eyeballs our prayer tonight is that, Lord, would you open up my eyes so that I'm able to see? That's why in Ephesians 1.18, Paul did not pray for the saints to receive eyes, but for God to open up the eyes of their hearts. Paul did not say, Lord, give the saints eyes. He said, Lord, let their eyes be open. We already have spiritual eyes and we already have spiritual ears. And what we need is to have them open and to become sensitive. Now, one of the reasons why our generation has been assaulted by pornography is because pornography, now I need you to hear me tonight, it closed your spiritual eyes and makes you lose spiritual sensitivity to the things of God it brings shame and it brings guilt that's why the Bible says if your eye is good your whole body is good and filled with light because remember the eye is the window to the soul now the Bible doesn't say eyes it says eye singular because our eye is supposed to be on God and on nothing else our eye is supposed to be singular focused only on God and the Bible says if your eyes good your whole body's filled with light because the eye is the window to the soul now we know that demons attack the soulish realm okay I'm not gonna go into recap if you've watched my videos you can go back and watch them you know that I teach that demons don't attack the Holy Spirit in you obviously they attack the soulish realm and if the eye is the window okay now y'all are getting it. it's making sense now everyone share this if the eye is the window to the soul then understand demons and demonic powers get in through our eye gates they get in through your eyes this is why watching pornography or watching horror movies could open up a portal to demons getting in in. Oftentimes, if you look at home break-ins, oftentimes burglars and robbers, they don't break in through the front door. They break in through a window. The devil is looking for a window. He's looking for you to look at something wrong and he can get in through your windows, in your windows, windows, in your windows. Now, I want to say something. You can't watch pornography and be able to distinguish in the spirit at the same time. Let me say that again. You can't watch pornography and be able to see in the spirit at the same time. And so what the enemy has done, he's assaulted our generation, men and women, with lust and pornography and sexual sin and horror movies and magic and witchcraft to shut down our spiritual eyes and essentially to close our spiritual eyes. Now, if you open, if you if God opens up your spiritual eyes and then a year goes by and you start dabbling in pornography and lust, those eyes will shut. Okay. You don't lose your eyes. Your eyes don't get gouged out when you start watching porn, but your eyes get shut and now you have to by faith and by prayer open up your spiritual eyes now we have to understand if we're going to understand the distinguishing of spirits gift we're going to have to understand that we have five senses okay we have five senses every one of you and let me say this loud and clear for you to get this and i'm going to give you supporting verses okay so don't sit back and say oh my gosh i've never heard this i'm scared this isn't in the bible i'm going to give you more verses than you need to explain all of your spiritual senses we have five senses but we don't just have five senses we have three sets of five senses okay so the five senses are taste, touch, smell, sight, and sound. And I'm not going to talk about your natural senses because you already know about your natural senses. Okay, I got a bottle, a thing of water here. If I touch it, I feel it. I could drink it. I could taste it. Okay, whatever. That's natural. We're not talking natural tonight, okay? So that's your first set of senses. The second set of your five senses is your soul senses. And I'm going to go quick because I'm not preaching on the soul tonight. I'm not here to talk about the soul tonight. I'm here to talk about your spiritual senses, but I'm going to touch on how soul senses work. Okay, if you smell flowers for one person's 
smelling flowers will bring back a memory of a wedding, but if another person smells flowers, it might bring back a memory of a funeral, okay? How is it that one person could smell flowers and think of a wedding and the other person smell flowers and think of the funeral? Because it's your soul senses that are reacting, okay? Certain colognes or perfumes could mean something to one person. Some of you could smell the cologne from a guy that you dated and all of a sudden you have thoughts about him. You feel like you went back with him. You feel like you have pain from that relationship. Come on, type one if I'm preaching good. Is, is this crazy? Are y'all getting this? It's the smell of the cologne that reacts in your soul and your soul senses bring you back to that moment. The soul reacts to the smell. One person might pet a dog, okay? And they might have memories or good feelings of a childhood. Another person might pet a dog and feel uncomfortable because they got bit as a child. That's the way the soul responds. That's not natural. That's not spiritual. That's the soul. This is soul senses. Tasting food can bring you back to your childhood. I know people and in my own life, they like certain foods and when they eat the foods, it reminds them of when they were, when they were a kid. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? They eat a certain brand of this or a certain uh, grilled cheese and it reminds them when they were nine years old and their cousins were over and they're eating grilled cheese in the backyard and you can almost taste and smell and it brings you back to when you were nine. That's why people fall in love with foods. That's why we call it comfort foods. That's soul senses. Your soul has taste, y'all. Come on. These are all senses your soul has and when you eat it, it brings you back to that moment. How many know about your soul can hear when you hear a song and the moment you hear the song, come on somebody, dad, where are you at? You hear the song and you feel like you're back in 1980s and you're strolling down the boulevard and you're, you know, all your friends are cruising. That used to be a thing back in the day, okay? I'm way too young to know about cruising. And you think you're cruising down the boulevard back in Eastside San Jose. Come on, where are you at, dad? Where are y'all at? It's because you heard the song that brought you back. Your soul has ears. And so that's a soul sense that brings you back. So I don't listen to music I used to listen to because I don't want to go back to where I was. I don't listen to, oh, this was my favorite song of me and my ex-girlfriend. I'm not trying to go back with me and my ex-girlfriend and memories of when we were together, memories of you in the car late at night. So I don't listen to those things. Come on, dad, where are you at? Because those things activate it. Some of you could listen to old music and you could just remember being in the car with your mom and your dad going to church on Sunday. And so you like those old hymns because in your soul, it brings you back. I'm just trying to make sense of the soul senses, okay? Some people can taste alcohol and that's the soul, you, the devil using the soulish realm to try to bring you back because you got to know demons work in the soulish realm. So I'm not going to go any further on soul senses. I think you guys get it. The soul has senses. The natural has senses. Now your spirit has senses, okay? Okay, so just as you have five senses in the natural that give you information about the physical world, how many know your physical senses give you information on the physical world? There's a little remote here. I'm able to touch it. I could feel the buttons. I get information, okay? I could grab my little bottle of water here, and as I touch it, I could feel if it's cold or not. When I'm feeling the cup, it's giving me information. Now I know the cup's cold, okay? So your physical senses give you information about the physical world, so that means that spiritual senses give you information about, you guess it, the spiritual world. Understand that spiritual senses, which no churches are talking about right now, it's all through the Bible, are just as important as physical senses. And unfortunately, Christians never develop their spiritual senses. In fact, so many believers, there's a lot of you right now listening, and there's over 950 of you, so a lot of you listening, you don't even believe that you have any spiritual senses. And if you ask them this, okay, has the devil ever tempted you? Every single one of you, 950 of you, share this right now, let's get to 1,000. 
every one of you would say yes of course the devil has tempted me come on has the devil tempted you type one okay let me just type one for you right there hold on boom i just typed one everybody types one in the chat so then the next question will be if the devil's ever tempted you and you don't believe in spiritual senses how did you hear the devil you could not hear him if you didn't have spiritual ears the fact that you heard the devil tempt you was a sign that you have spiritual ears because you can't hear demons in the natural realm or in the physical realm you can only hear them in the spirit that's why if you've ever heard a demon talk to you and there's people around and you say did anybody hear that nobody heard it because the demons were talking in the spirit and you had ears in the spirit and you were able to hear in the spirit it's sad but more people right now in our generation come on help me tonight have more faith that the devil talks to us than they do that God talks to us but in reality you have to understand the Bible makes it clear that we have spiritual eyes and we have spiritual ears and we have five spiritual senses all throughout the Bible spiritual taste is the first one I want to go over now many people this is all the discerning of spirits gift if you're if you're just jumping in this is all there's no gift to see in the spirit there's no gift to hear in the spirit there's no gift to taste in the spirit there's no gift to smell or to feel in the spirit this is all in the gift of discerning of spirits and at the end of the broadcast is why I don't want you to get off we're going to pray because by prayer we're able to activate supernatural gifts okay so the first one I talk about is spiritual taste many of you have experienced this I've experienced this on several occasions when I'm praying for for someone with a demon and all of a sudden I'm praying for somebody with a demon and I get a bad taste in my mouth okay it's not because I had bad pizza the night before I had bad lunch meat it's because I'm tasting what's going on in the spirit I've had people that I've shook their hand or I've met them and I'll get a bad taste in my mouth have you ever heard the term I just have a bad taste in my mouth about that guy okay the reason why that term is true because you have spiritual taste and you're able to distinguish I've met people and I've had a sweet taste in my mouth and I'm able to distinguish that they're spirit as of God this is spiritual taste let me give you verses because some of you are freaking out and your your spirit your uh, religious demons are manifesting Ezekiel chapter 3 God told Ezekiel to eat the scroll and the Bible says that Ezekiel said the scroll tasted as sweet as honey now understand that God did not give Ezekiel a physical scroll God didn't say Ezekiel eat this physical scroll and Ezekiel said man that paper just really tastes like it was made with honey and some people have actually preached that that God gave him a, a, a actual scroll God gave him a a spiritual scroll and Ezekiel 3 Ezekiel 8 the spiritual scroll in the spiritual realm so when you get a random taste in your mouth know that it might be you picking up on something and you need to ask the Lord to speak to you okay don't get a bad taste in your mouth and then try to judge somebody and then forget oh there must be just some old carne asada stuck in the back of my tooth it wasn't the person when you get a bad taste in your mouth or a good taste in your mouth and you're discerning and remember this is all gonna be new and as we pray and you go forward from this day on you're gonna start experiencing this stuff like I said don't get all freaked out but when you get the taste you need to stop and you need to pray and say Lord why am I getting a bad taste in my mouth what is that it's spiritual taste and it uh, happens many times in the Old Testament and there's many places I'm not gonna go into detail because it's not relevant in the Old Testament where God would speak through taste to the prophets okay let's go into spiritual smell and 2nd Corinthians 2 14 Paul said thanks be to God who leads us in a triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of God so here's what Paul is saying to the church in Corinth that God is using us and we are spreading fragrance of the knowledge of God throughout the earth now Paul is not talking about fragrance in the natural Paul doesn't say oh you got to understand when you go into a church or into a building you're gonna smell up the whole place and it's gonna smell good because God is using you Paul is saying in 2nd Corinthians 2 14 that God is using you as a fragrance to spread the knowledge of him throughout the earth we're talking about spiritual smell so think about that Paul said God is spreading the fragrance of knowledge through you not natural fragrance y'all come on some of you don't even 
even wear deodorant. Some of y'all need to help me. I'm talking about spiritual deodorant. I've experienced um, incredible smells at services. I've smelled flowers. I've smelled this. I've smelled like it smelled, you know, like honey or different things. I've had these smells. I've been in deliverances. Somebody help me if you've ever been in deliverance. And it's the worst smell you'll ever smell when a demon's coming out. Now, it's not in the natural realm. It's not like somebody farted or there's bad food in the room. It's because you're smelling what is going on in the spiritual realm. And these are all part of the discerning of spirits. Let me give you a couple more verses for all you religious people. We got, we need 40 to hit a thousand guys. Everybody share. Let's hit a thousand viewers. Okay. First Corinthians 12, 17, Paul says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be if the whole body were an ear where would be the sense of smell paul right here in first corinthians 12 is telling us that the nose is part of the body of christ there's actually i know you didn't know this there's actually a nose to the body of christ and there's people that are able to smell what is going on in the spirit john 12 3 mary took a pound of ointment you all know the story he she anointed the feet of jesus and the bible says the house was full of the fragrance of the perfume her sacrifice had a scent to it everyone was aware that she was making a sacrifice everyone was aware there's a spiritual smell and some of you right now i hear the lord saying you're spiritually stinky some of you literally smell bad in the spirit some of you stink in the spirit your attitude stinks in the spirit your prayer life stinks in the spirit y'all knew i wasn't gonna get off here without rebuking you your passion stinks in the spirit and are you bringing an aroma this is what i want you to ask you as we talk about spiritual smell are you bringing an aroma to god or are you stinking up the kingdom are you spiritually smelly? Do people get around you and go, I don't know what it is about you, but I can't stand you. And it, you and you just smell spiritually. Ephesians 5, 2, Paul said, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So Paul said, Christ gave himself as a fragrant, not an offering, but a fragrant offering unto God that you actually could smell spiritually the sacrifice that, that Christ made. 2 Corinthians 2.15, Paul said, for we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So we are the aroma of Christ to God among the people. So there's many places we can go on about spiritual smell. Here's what I want to say about it. If you taste something in the spirit, pray and ask God what it is. And if you smell something in the spirit, many of you are saying, yes, I've smelled perfume in service. If you smell something in the spirit, ask the Lord. Okay, let me go on because we're already um, at an hour here and we're just, we're not even, okay, we're just going for it here um spiritual touch this is biblical if we look at i'll give you one bible story for this if you look at the woman with the issue of blood the bible says that there were hundreds grabbing jesus and touching jesus and all of a sudden remember there's hundreds around him they're grabbing him they're pulling him they're touching him they're grabbing his robe they're grabbing his face they're grabbing his back he's literally wading through the crowd and the bible says all of a sudden all these people are grabbing him okay hear what i'm saying tonight and jesus says who touched me and their response would be jesus what are you talking about there's literally hundreds of people touching you. There's no way. Why are you asking who's touching you? Everybody's touching you. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I felt power leave me. What do you mean, Jesus? Jesus said this, in the spiritual realm, somebody grabbed me in the spirit and they pulled power from me. Now, Jesus's power is not natural, okay? You can't grab the robe of Jesus and rip his robe in the natural and get power from him. That's not what he was saying. Jesus said, even though there's a hundred people grabbing me, he says there was one person that 
reached into the spirit realm and grabbed me in the spirit and pulled power from me. And so understand that she was not just grabbing in the spirit, in the natural, but she was grabbing in the spiritual. And I don't know if anyone's ever grabbed on in the spirit, but every time I pray, I'm grabbing on to God in the spirit. Every time I pray, I'm hanging on. We don't hang on to God in the natural. We hang on to God. Come on, everybody share this. We're about to hit a thousand. We hang on to God in the spiritual. And I remember one day when I was doing deliverance and I couldn't hold the person down and he was a, a, an MMA fighter and I didn't know what to do. And we prayed, Lord, send angels to hold this guy down. And the moment we said that, he fell right on his back. One of his arms went here. The other arm went here. He levitated up in the air and he couldn't move. The angels were holding him down. I'll never forget when that happened. I put my hand where the angels were because I wanted to touch the angels. Now understand, I couldn't feel the angels in the natural, but I could sense them in the spiritual realm. And so you're able to actually touch in the spirit. Sometimes if we're doing deliverances and somebody's wearing a necklace or a bracelet or a ring that's evil, oftentimes if I touch it, I'll be able to tell if it's demonic or not. If you've ever touched a piece of jewelry or you've ever touched a book, a witchcraft book, or you've ever been somewhere and you grabbed onto something and you felt something weird that wasn't natural, that's your spiritual touch actually touching the item. There was a man that we delivered that had actually murdered people and when he would murder somebody, kill somebody in his gang, they would give him um, these skull rings. Okay, I don't want to talk much about it because it's not necessary. And I remember when he had all those rings on and I said, after your deliverance, you need to get rid of all these rings. The Holy Spirit said, you need to burn them. And the moment that I took the rings from him when we were about to do the deliverance, when I touched the rings, I felt cold chills go all the way down my back and I felt sick to my stomach. It wasn't because I touched the rings. It was because I touched death in the spirit realm. The spirit of death was attached to the rings. And when I touched it, I touched it spiritually. So you have to know that everybody has a way to spiritually touch things. And so if you touch an item or if there's something that you're praying saying, God, I don't know if I should have this. It was from Africa or from India. I know people I did a deliverance on a guy that had a prayer scroll from Israel and it had a demon on the prayer scroll it was all around his neck and the Lord said I, I, I cannot get the, the demon will not leave until he breaks the, the necklace and the moment he broke the necklace the demon left him and you think well what it was from Israel it was a prayer scroll but understand that somebody had did an incantation on the necklace and put a demon on the necklace okay so you have to understand that there's a such thing as spiritual touch let me go in the spiritual sight. Now, the writer of Hebrews in chapter five says that by now you ought to be teachers, but instead you need someone to come and teach you the basic things of God that you still need milk, not solid food for everyone who partakes in only milk is unskilled. The Bible says in the word of unright of, of righteousness for he's a baby, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. And that is those who by reason of their senses exercise are able to discern both good and evil. So the writer writer of Hebrews says you need to have discernment and exercise it so you could recognize good from evil. This shows that a sign of all matures, all mature believers is that they will be able to activate in using discernment. This is only available to us, not just to us, but it's a sign of maturity. It's time for us to mature and start growing into discernment. This is for every believer. And Ephesians 1, Paul prayed for the church of Ephesus to have eyes of their understanding 
seeking to be enlightened. Paul did not pray for some believers. Paul prayed for all the believers to get their eyes open because he understood that we have eyes to see in the spirit. Remember, Elisha didn't pray, Lord, if it's your will or if it's the gift to give him eyes. No, he said, Lord, open up his eyes. So it's not a question that God has given all of us spiritual eyes and we need to begin to open up our eyes. Now, if Adam never sinned, we'd all be able to see in the spirit at all times. But because of the sin of Adam, we now have to have the gift of discernment to see in the spirit. Let me give you another one. In Revelation chapter three, remember the lukewarm church? I just preached on the lukewarm church at a church in Texas about two weeks ago. If you read the story of the lukewarm church, what does God say? He says, you're poor you're wretched, you're miserable, you're blind, and you're naked. They weren't poor naturally, so that means God was speaking spiritually. They weren't blind naturally, so that means what? God was speaking spiritually. They weren't wretched or miserable or naked. God was speaking spiritually. So he tells them, here's what I want you to do because you're lukewarm. I want you to buy from me gold to anoint and anoint your eyes with eye salve so that you might see. Where are you wanting them to see, Jesus? I want them to anoint their eyes so that they will be able to see in the spirit realm. They're not naturally blind. Are you guys seeing this? So understand that we are spiritually blind, but God has given us the anointing that can open up spiritual eyes. This is for every believer. God is not excluding you. If you're listening right now and you're one of the 950 people, you are not excluded. God has given you access to see in the spirit and God has given you spiritual eyes and we need to pray that God would anoint our eyes with eye salve so that we'll be able to see spiritually. In Luke 4.18, this is good preaching, y'all. In Luke 4, 18, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to release the oppressed. Now, when Jesus said this, Jesus, again, I have to keep going back for all you carnal Christians, was not talking about natural. Jesus was not saying once you get the anointing, you can go into your local prison or your state prison or your county prison and you can say, hey guys, I've been anointed to release those in prison. Everybody get out. He says, no, 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 I didn't give you power to release them in the natural. I came to release people in the spiritual. When the Bible says to recover the sight of the blind, obviously God can recover natural sight. But in the context of Luke 4, 18, and when he's quoting Isaiah, he's not talking about recovering natural eyesight. He's saying, I've covered, I've come to recover the sight of those that are spiritually blind. You've been blind because of compromise and sin, and I've come to recover your sight. He said, I've come to release the oppressed, not the oppressed naturally, but the oppressed spiritually. This is why he told the person when they said you shouldn't be healing people on the Sabbath. He said, guys, if you go and tie your donkey and bring them to drink, shouldn't I be able to loosen this daughter of Abraham and bring her to living water? Because you're doing it in the natural. I'm releasing people in the spiritual and people deserve to be released. Understand that God would anoint people in the Old Testament to be seers and prophets, but now God speaks to everybody. This is for every single person okay not only that we have spiritual sound this is um this is a sound that you can hear in the spirit this works the same as physical sound but sometimes you're the only one that can hear it you'll hear a ringing or you'll hear sounds of chains many times when I get up to preach I'll hear the sound of chains breaking this is not natural y'all I have to keep saying it over and over again this is not on the audio system this is not me playing a song you know there's power in the name of Jesus no 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 
When I get up there, I'll hear the sound of chains breaking. Or if the Lord says, Isaiah, I want you to do a prayer mass deliverance, I'll hear the sounds of chain breaking. There was one time where we were in a prayer meeting. There was about 70 of us, and we all at the same time heard the sound of a trumpet. And so we heard the sound of a trumpet. I got on the mic. I said, did anybody hear that? Everybody heard the sound of the trumpet. I got on my phone later that day. I texted about five of my pastor friends, and I said, did anybody hear the sound? There's people in here right now that were there at that prayer meeting. I said, did anybody? I text all my friends. I said, did anybody hear a sound of a trumpet tonight? And five pastors all heard the same sound at the same time, and we did five major events that had over a thousand people at them, and I, um, and there are some of them are on my YouTube channel, all based on the fact that we all heard the sound of a trumpet. We did not hear the sound of the trumpet in the natural. We heard it in the spiritual, and the trumpet sound was a call that God wanted us to do a repentance revival and bring people and unify churches and to be able to hear the trumpet. So oftentimes, I could go into more stories. Maybe another time I will, but for the sake of time, oftentimes, if you hear sounds that don't sound like they came from the natural realm, don't just stop and go, oh, it's no big deal. It's happenstance, but say, no, 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 that's spiritual. I hear something in the spirit because I believe we hear sounds, we see things, we taste things, uh, we touch things, and we do all these things in the spirit, and we're so carnal, we just brush it off, and we lose our spiritual senses. And I believe the unseen realm, let me go into the unseen realm here a bit, the unseen realm needs to begin to be normal to the Christian. The unseen realm can no longer be something that is taboo. It can no longer. Now, the fact that I have 950 of you on is a testament that the unseen realm and preaching on singing the spirit is not normal because if everybody was preaching on this, there'd only be 50 of you here. Does that make sense? You are all here because you're hungry to know about the unseen realm. Now, Paul tells us about the unseen realm. And remember, if you're coming in here, I'm giving you guys, I've given you guys already over 20 verses to back up everything I'm preaching. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4.18, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, okay, this is Paul, the Apostle Paul, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So Paul says, we don't fix our eyes on the natural or the seen realm, but we fix our eyes on the unseen. This is Paul commanding us to put our attention onto the unseen realm. Now, Paul is giving us four specific places in 2 Corinthians 4.18. The first place Paul talks about is the seen realm, okay? This is the temporary realm where your five senses interact with the seen realm, okay? The unseen realm could only be experienced with spiritual senses. So there's the seen realm, which is this, okay? The cup, this is in the seen realm right now. I'm in the seen realm. You're in the seen realm. Then Paul says the unseen realm, the unseen realm can only be experienced. Write this down. The unseen realm can only be experienced through your spiritual senses. You cannot experience the spiritual realm through your natural senses. You can only experience it through your spiritual senses. Some of you might say, well, I've never experienced the unseen realm. Well, it's because you've never developed your spiritual senses and you've never tapped into the spirit realm, but the spiritual realm can only be experienced. You cannot experience the spiritual realm in the natural. You don't experience demons in the natural. You don't experience none of that. Now, there are times where I'll talk about angels as well, because this is part of the discerning of spirits. In a, in a couple minutes here, I'm going to talk about angels where angels will come into the natural realm but more times than not, angels are functioning in the unseen realm. So we have what? The seen realm, the unseen realm. And then here's the third thing Paul talks about that people don't ever mention, the temporary realm. Paul says this, that the seen realm 
is connected to the temporary realm. So it's temporary. So the temporary realm. Now the temporary realm, write this down, is the realm from Genesis chapter 1 to the new earth in Revelation 22. That's the temporary realm. That is the world or the domain or the realm that's not going to be here forever. In Genesis 1, God created the earth in the temporary realm. And then in Revelation 22, when we have the new Jerusalem, all that, the temporary realm does no longer exist. It's temporary. So Paul says you're worshiping things that are going to fade away and burn one day. They're all temporary. Okay. The fourth realm Paul tells about is the eternal realm. And this is God a hundred billion years ago in eternity and in 100 billion years from now. Okay. So from right now, August, whatever it is to a hundred billion years in the future, God is still going to be God sitting on a throne. Jesus will be next to him in the eternal realm. That's the realm of eternity. And that's why the Bible says that what is unseen is eternal. It's never going away. So many people have said the spirit realm. Now, let me say a statement that everybody you've heard before. Well, the spirit realm is just as real as the physical realm. That is the most false statement. Let me change my angle so I can look right at you. To say that the spirit realm is just as real as the physical realm is a false statement, okay? Don't let people tell you that. The spirit realm, according to the Bible, is more real than the physical realm. Let me yell that one more time and strain my voice a bit more. The unseen realm is more real. It's not as real. Don't say that to me. It's more real than the seen realm. Um, the spirit realm is more real than the physical realm. If you were to die, God forbid, during this live stream, you would immediately exist in the spirit realm only yet so many of you live your lives denying the existence of it if you died right now you're not going to exist in the natural realm if you die right now you're only going to exist in the spiritual realm and so that means that realm not only is it eternal but it's more real than the natural because the natural is temporary the fact that the natural realm is temporary is a sign that the unseen realm is more real because Paul connects them all and says it's eternal it's more real because because it's not going anywhere. Now, let me say something that might be a little bit scary or chilling to some of you. Every one of your family members, sorry, I got something on the mic. Everybody, every one of your family members and your friends that have died right now, that have died right now are living in the spiritual realm. There's not one family member or one friend that has died that is living in the natural. Every one of them, whether they went to heaven or they went to hell, is living right now in the spiritual realm. That's how real it is. You're going to be there forever. You're not going anywhere. Now, when an angel appears in the physical realm, many people think that the angel came from heaven. And it is true that angels have their home in heaven with God and they can surround us. But oftentimes the angels live in the unseen realm, such as Second uh, Kings chapter 6 when Elisha has the sees the angels. Remember, he says, open up the servant's eyes and there's angels all around. The angels were in the unseen realm. They didn't come out of heaven to come down and help them. They were living in the unseen realm. So understand angels and demons live in the unseen realm. And oftentimes angels, not oftentimes, but occasionally angels will come out of the unseen realm into the seen realm. So you'll say, I saw an angel. Now, when I've seen angels, I've seen, now I could say this, I've guaranteed I've seen one angel in the natural realm one time. And I'll share that experience here in a minute. And it's a weird experience all my other experiences with angels i've seen them in the unseen realm for me when i've seen angels they look like a big ball of light i'll see light over somebody i'll see light fighting or whatever it could be i i've seen visions of angels they're always a ball of light that's how i've seen angels but understand that sometimes angels could manifest in the natural realm speak a message and then step back into the unseen realm so it's possible for an angel to show up 
give you a message as if they were a person and then you you've had the encounter where you turned around and they were gone and then they step back in so if you're somewhere and someone comes and tells you something and then you turn around and go oh thank you so much and you turn around and you look back and they've disappeared that was an angel and they didn't walk away they stepped in and out of the unseen realm i know people i know a pastor right now personally that should have been dead but literally an angel showed up in the natural realm gave him a strap to tie around a body part that was bleeding out that he would have died if the angel didn't show up and when the cops got on scene, he said, where'd that guy go? And they said, there was no guy. What are you talking about? He said, no, that tall, um, that tall Indian guy that showed up and get, no, they said, no, there was no guy. And they had no car. He was on an accident on the freeway. And the guy appeared out of nowhere. That was an angel literally came, gave him a sternup, saved his life. And then when he saved his life, the angel stepped back into the unseen realm okay i was at in and out one day i'd first gotten saved and there was a homeless guy right in front of in and out he had and i have a buddy that could attest to this he had so much stuff where you eat out at in and out the outside dining area he had all his stuff set up there like i'm talking like his whole life was set up at in and out and he came and said will you buy us this burger specifically to a friend of mine and my friend said yeah and he was very picky he said i want a double double i want this i want that and he gave him a specific order okay a specific cheeseburger order well my friend was getting annoyed because he said how's this homeless guy going to be picky he asked me to buy him a burger and now he wants to tell me all you know i want a double double animal style extra fry and he's giving this whole order so my buddy's like irritated and God had been working on my buddy in the area of being irritated and the area of anger. And so I said, maybe, maybe the Lord's just using him to teach you something because you're dealing with anger and you're always annoyed and God's working on you. And the Bible says that you could be entertaining angels unexpectedly and not know it. This is all in your Bible. And I'll never forget. We go inside, we buy the food and it was empty. In and out was empty. There was no one there. Um, there was no one in line. Okay. And in and out always has a huge line. There was no line. He buys him the burger. We rush outside gone everything's gone i'm talking gone now mind you the in and outs on the corner of the freeway there's nowhere for the guy to go it's a freeway it's a freeway right on the other side of in and out there's nowhere for the guy to go in eyes distance we ran out there within five minutes the guy's gone everything's gone we look around and there's nothing i mean there's nobody we're asking people oh i didn't see no guy there was no guy i mean we're asking all these people did you see a guy walk on around the corner no there was no way and the in and out we go to it's all glass like most in and outs you can see around the whole building this guy was an angel completely disappeared we drive home and we give the guy the food or we get home and our friend said man i really wanted a burger and we said well we didn't know what we wanted to order you what did you want he said oh i wanted an animal style extra fry he told us the whole order the order that the angel wanted was the same order our buddy wanted and we gave it to our buddy but the point is angels have the ability to step in and out of the unseen realm and give you messages so when you're talking about discerning of spirits you need to be aware that angels could slip in and out of the unseen realm and if you don't have the discerning of spirits gift you will not recognize when an angel shows up so this is why as I went over all five spiritual senses if you're just jumping on I'm telling you this is one of the most powerful words I've, I believe I've ever preached because I believe we're training people to walk in the spirit realm to hear in the spirit realm to see in the spirit realm to taste in the spirit realm to perceive what's going on in the spirit realm and I believe tonight we're not going to pray for God to give you eyes but tonight we're going to pray for God to open up your spiritual eyes type one if you're ready because i believe tonight god is training us and god is getting us ready 
so that we can see in the unseen realm. As Paul said in 2 Corinthians 14, it's more important that we live and that we see in the unseen realm than it is that we see and we live in the seen realm. Father, we ask you right now that in all throughout this broadcast, all throughout this chat, the thousand people watching, we are praying that you would open up their spiritual eyes. Father, we are asking for an activation of spiritual senses right now. Lord, that you would activate our spiritual taste. You'd activate our spiritual eyesight, Lord. We pray that you activate spiritual touch right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we are praying for an activation of spiritual senses in Jesus' name. Lord, we don't want to live our lives carnal, God. Activate them now, God. Sight in the spirit. Sound in the spirit. Taste in the spirit. Touch in the spirit. Smell in the spirit. Father, we are praying for the discerning of spirit's gift according to your word. You said to pursue supernatural gifts. So, Father, right now, by faith, I speak impartation of the gift of discerning of spirits. I speak an impartation and I prophesy and I speak over you that you will see in the spirit, that you will hear in the spirit, that you will taste in the spirit, that you will smell in the spirit, that the plans and the assignments of the enemy that have tried to come against you, you will now from this day forward recognize that they are spiritual, recognize that they are demonic. As Paul recognized that that girl was demonic, you will recognize relationships that are demonic. As the Bible, as Peter recognize Ananias was being influenced by a demonic spirit, you will recognize people that are being influenced by demonic spirits. Father, let us recognize angels that are living in the unseen realm, that when angels come out of the unseen realm, we'll recognize them, that when angels show up in our living rooms, in our bedrooms, that we will recognize them. God, help us to be spiritual. Help us to be a spiritual aroma, as your word says. Help us, God, that all of our spiritual senses be activated now in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for an anointing. We pray for an impartation. Come on, right now, just begin to ask him, Lord, open up my eyes. Don't ask him to give you eyes. Ask him to open up your spiritual eyes and open up your spiritual ears. Paul said, I pray all of your eyes would be open. I pray that God would enlighten the understanding and the eyes of your heart. I pray that your eyes would be good, that your whole body would be good. Lord, open our spiritual eyes. You told the lukewarm church in Revelation 3 that you need to anoint your eyes so that you'll see, not in the natural, but in the spiritual. Over and over, the Lord is pleading with us that we would have eyes open in the spirit. Right now, I come against all pornography. I come against all lust in Jesus name that is bringing shame and guilt trying to shut your spiritual eyes and God is saying I'm trying to open them up right now I come against the perversion that has tried to shut your spiritual eyes I come against unforgiveness that has tried to shut your spiritual eyes I come against those horror movies that have tried to shut your spiritual eyes and taint your imagination and I speak the power and the word of almighty God over you and I pray right now Lord open up eyes all throughout this broadcast everybody listening Nobody is excluded. This is the call of every believer to see in the spirit. Father, I pray, let us see. I'm asking, Lord, tonight, take me to the next level. I'm asking, Lord, open up my eyes like never before. God, let me see what you want me to see. Let me see and uproot the strategies and the plans of the enemy. Let me see that your plans, the plans of the angels. Your word says the angels carry out our prayers. So, Father, we are praying tonight, eyes to see now. Lord, whatever's, come on, I want you to pray this. Whatever's keeping my eyes closed, reveal it to me. Just pray that. Lord, right now, reveal to me, what is it that is keeping my eyes closed so that I could break it, so that I could renounce it, so that I could come against it, so that I could have eyes to see in the spirit realm. Whatever it is right now, I believe God is breaking whatever's stopping you. If it's bitterness, if it's unforgiveness, if it's your uh, violation of your conscience and a shipwrecking of your faith, right now, Lord, we pray that you would break it. Open up our eyes. Open up our spiritual senses, God. Open up our spiritual taste, our spiritual smell, our spiritual touch, our spiritual sight, Lord, our uh, spiritual sound, God. Open it. 
it open it open it in Jesus name God I pray for divine encounters Lord we don't want natural encounters God we're tired of living our lives on the fringes of some religious system God we are praying for supernatural encounters and experiences in Jesus name God we want to know we want to see God open our eyes let us see in the name of Jesus father we are asking for eyes to see in Jesus name God equip your people in Jesus name equip your people right now father we thank you we thank you that this week you're going to begin to see things in the spirit how do I activate it, Isaiah by faith it's the same way you speak in tongues it's the same way you prophesy you turn the light switch on and you say Lord I'm activating by faith I've received the gift of discerning of spirits and now I'm able to distinguish and see different things and get ready you're gonna start seeing things smelling things tasting things hearing things and you're gonna think you're going crazy but understand you're not going crazy you're just tapping into a new dimension that has been there the whole time Paul says you've not been living in it but it's time that we start living in the unseen realm. Come on, somebody, give the Lord some praise. I'm telling you guys, listen, I'm just gonna say this. This message I preached tonight, if you're just jumping in, we've been going for about almost an hour and a half now. This message I preached tonight was probably, took me the longest, one of the longest messages ever taken me to prepare. This probably took me like close to eight hours to prepare tonight. I hope it blessed you, it blessed me. I, I I can't remember the last time I was so fired up to preach about something as I was preaching about spiritual senses tonight because as the Lord began to give me verses and connect the dots, I started getting excited. Many times I prepare messages, I write stuff down, I type stuff out, I pray and I study and I memorize my notes and I read and I'm like, oh, you know, I know it already, I already know it. So when I tell it to you, I already know it because God already he gave it to me this message I was so excited about I was texting friends of mine I'm like bro you got to listen to this I don't, I don't ever promote myself or ask people to listen but I'm telling you I was fired up about this if you're just jumping in I'm telling you you need to re-watch this message because I believe God is training up and yes we hit 1k viewers here at the end thank you guys for being here I believe God is training up our spiritual senses um, I say it every week don't dine and dash if God blessed you if God spoke to you hit one of the links there's a link for um, support on the top there's cash app Venmo monthly and if you're just coming you're like oh my gosh he's asking for money number one I'm not asking for money I'm saying if you are blessed thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the revival lifestyle podcast if you like what you heard go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content and please follow me on facebook youtube and instagram at isaiah saldivar see you next week